There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm producer Rihanna Cruz. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. So the other day when I was browsing TikTok, I heard this. I didn't know that I could enjoy Aerosmith any less than I already do. Right. So that is a sped up version of Aerosmith's Dream On. Ear piercing. It feels so slow now. It feels like <laughs> glacial. Like it's the slowest song on earth. Right. And the audacity of it being an Aerosmith dub got me thinking about how TikTok and other video platforms have been founded on user generated audios, but specifically over the past few months, something called sped up audios. Mm. Audios? What are we talking about? I'm so confused about everything that's happening right now. Okay, old man. (laughs) Buckle up, Charlie. (laughs) You can't scroll on TikTok for more than a minute without hearing one of these. And like we just heard in the Dream On example, sped up audios are songs that are accelerated in tempo and sometimes pitched up ever so slightly to be faster and lighter. Take the song Escapism by Ray and 070 Shake, currently charting at 73 on Billboard. This is the original. A little context if you care to listen. I find myself in a shit position. The man that I love sat me down last night and he told me that it's over. Done decision. I think that's a pretty great song, but the popularity of the song is motivated by remixes. Hmm. Notably, a sped up version, which has 334,000 videos on TikTok, and even a super sped up version that has even more videos. The sped up version that is officially on Spotify has just a mere 30 seconds shaved off, but it sounds like this. A little context if you care to listen. I find myself in a shit position. The man that I love sat me down last night and he told me that it's over. Done decision. I like what it does to the voice a little bit. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, but let's take it up a notch and hear the escapism super sped up version. A little context if you care to listen. I find myself in a shit position. The man that I love sat me down We're verging into drum and bass territory here. (laughs) I like it a lot more than I expected I would, to be honest. Yeah, that's sort of the core sentiment. Everybody kind of likes them a little bit more, and we don't really know why. Everything is getting sped up in the past few months, like Steve Lacey's Bad Habit.
prepubescent Steve Lacey. Yeah, that had an interesting effect. It made it sound very childlike. Miss You by Oliver Tree is blowing up right now. So good. Nobody can play piano that quickly, that on beat. You know, it's so inhuman. <laughs> it's crazy. Even old songs are being boosted by the sped up treatment. Say It Right by Nelly Furtado, sped up version, has nearly 25 million Spotify streams. I'm into it. Yeah, this one slaps. And it's crazy because these remixes are putting songs back on radio. Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga was released in 2011, but it's back on the radio now, propelled by the sped up remix soundtrack and clips of the show Wednesday. Guess how many videos that has on TikTok? I'm going to go with a... Uh... 2.3 million. What? That's outrageous. I'm going to say 800,000. Charlie's more in the ballpark. 3.5 million what? videos. Price is right rules. I win. Woo! <laughs> Damn. All right. So this has led to a sort of craze around the sped up audio. There's full Spotify playlists and the market dedicated to sped up remixes. The playlist sped up songs on Spotify has almost a million likes and a similar playlist called Teen Beats has almost two million. The tag sped up on TikTok, this stat blew me away. 15 billion views. What? <laughs> More <laughs> what? views than people? What is happening? Why? It's nuts. This is really interesting. I mean, I think Charlie and I probably have the same question at this point, which we could maybe ask simultaneously. One, two, three. Why? What the heck is happening? <laughs> so yeah, like you guys said, the big questions are where did these come from? Why do they exist? And why do people listen to them? But before we talk about sped up remixes, we got to talk about their predecessor, mm. the concurrent trend of the slowed down remix. Mm. That's happening too? It's happening at the same time, the sort of slowed and reverb movement, but also serves as a predecessor. The playlist slowed and reverb has 644,000 likes and slowed edits have millions of views on YouTube and millions of videos on TikTok. Can we chill out for a second? Absolutely. Here is an already chill song, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Sometimes all I think about is you, late nights in the middle of June, And here it is, slowed down. Sometimes all I think about is you, late nights in the middle of June, That is a deeply chill, slowed down and reverbed version of Glass Animals. I mean, when I'm hearing that, I'm thinking this has some historical precedent, like mm. the slowed down effect. Mm -hmm. I think probably the first kind of antecedent that comes to mind is the chopped and screwed music of DJ Screw out of the Houston hip hop scene in the early 2000s. He would take an iconic track like Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. And here's DJ Screw's chopped and screwed version. That's got two things going on, right? We've got the screwed thing, which means slowing it down. But it's also chopped where we have some 
alterations to the original where certain beats have been duplicated. So it's a, just a little bit different, but it's in the same vibe. Right, right. Just like this slowed and reverbed phenomenon that Rhiannon's describing slows down the track, but also adds these layers of reverberation to make the slow down track kind of sound even more gooey and sludgy. Well, then it makes me think that one of the antecedents here has got to be dub music, which would have taken original recording and sent it through tape machines and reverbs to put the song in an entirely new context. Oh, totally. I think the influence of Jamaican dub of the 60s and 70s is really important here. And I also think this phenomenon of like speeding up and slowing down music goes back even further because it's one of the properties of the first kind of recording technology, the record player, that you can pretty easily take a recording and simply by changing how fast that record spins, make it sound faster or slower. So it's a really easy manual process. And people were experimenting with this from the very birth of recording, like our friend Thomas Edison <laughs> back in 1878 when he was demoing the very first phonograph machine. And at this point, they weren't even using vinyl or shellac or even wax. Even microphones. <laughs> they were using tinfoil. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> tinfoil. Okay, musicology. And <laughs> um, <laughs> so they would bring this tinfoil phonograph around to different cities and they would show up in your local music hall. And they would also have a cornet player play a melody into the phonograph, and then they would show how you could slow it down or speed it up. So imagine you have this cornet player <laughs> playing something, I don't know, maybe like this. And then in playback, it'll get faster and slower and slower. And people would have their 1878 faces melted right off. So people have always been transfixed by the sort of slowed and sped up phenomenon. Totally. I mean, even 10 years ago, a recording of Dolly Parton's Jolene being played at 33 and a third speed rather than the intended 45 RPM speed went viral because people couldn't believe how uncanny it sounded. Jolene, Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. And wow. you can see why that captured people's imagination, because simply by slowing this track down, it transforms it. The groove sounds completely different. You can appreciate how pitch perfect her vocals and her phrasing are. It's a really interesting and revealing kind of musical process and something that we've been obsessed with for like over a century as musical listeners. I mean, I find it interesting that the Dolly Parton video was posted to YouTube because I think YouTube culture has played such a big part in moving these mixes into the public consciousness. Thinking of a scene like Vaporwave, for example, which was a micro genre in the 2010s but it essentially like chopped and screwed lounge music and blew up due to the popularity of songs like Macintosh Plus's Lisa Frank 420. I 
kind of feel like you're building an argument that says that there's a pendulum swing from the 2010s vaporwave slowed down everything on YouTube to now we're just speeding everything up in the 2020s. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as much as I want a vaporwave revival, I think the 2020s are ushering in the sped up remixes era. And YouTube has always played a factor in popularizing different tempo remixes, but sped up remixes are sort of a new phenomenon. It has roots in electronic offshoots, thinking of like UK Garage, Juke, Footwork, and other DJ-based genres, which tend to have sped up vocal samples as cornerstone of the tracks. Mm. Looking at Juke, DJ Rashad's In the Club Before 11 O'Clock is a great example. Oh, this makes sense because these genres all have BPMs over 130 or so. And so if you want to find a sample to get it into your track, you're going to have to speed it up and it's going to pitch the thing up. Right. The normal BPM of footwork, I think, is like 160. Hmm. So it makes a lot of sense that these are sort of in tandem. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. The idea of the sped-up remix also has a precedent of selling all the way back to the 50s and 60s. You've probably heard this one before, the novelty hit Witch Doctor. And if you're thinking that sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks, it's because it's by the same guy. It was once the biggest song in America. The success created the Chipmunk characters and the rest is history. I love that this is the or text of all contemporary sped up TikTok audios. It also gives us the name of a very popular genre from the aughts, Chipmunk Soul. Yes, absolutely. And Nate, if you're too antiquated and you don't know, it's the uh, <laughs> pitching up of R&B and soul samples 
samples in hip hop, namely from producers like Just Blaze. You could hear it on Cameron's classic Oh Boy. Just Blaze. Oh baby. Oh baby. All the girls see the Look at his kicks Look at his car All I say is That's fascinating Because Chipmunk Soul Has got slow BPM beats But fast sped up Sampled vocals I like the contrast The big sort of heyday Of Chipmunk Soul Was in the early 2000s But a more modern example That more aligns With the current fad That we have now Is the subgenre Of nightcore The New York Times wrote a really great article on Nightcore in relation to sped up remixes, but the core of the idea is that there's anime visuals with dubstepy and Eurodance tendencies supplementing sped up already existing songs. This is one of the big Nightcore songs that I used to hear in like 2018 on like Musical.ly and the early days of TikTok. It's Monster by Megan Dia, Nightcore remixed by Baron Gates. So much like the Dolly Parton remix on YouTube was slowing down Dolly Parton, Nightcore is like turning the RPM on a record player up to 45. Mm. (laughs) Nightcore. That whole subculture needs a like flashing lights and fast sound content warning before participating, I feel like. Mm. Alvin Core. Totally. It's like for very online younger people. And more recent underground pop scenes like the PC music subculture have harnessed this energy in more traditional pop songs. Mm. Thinking of a song like Hannah Diamond's cover of Concrete Angel by Gareth Emery and Christina Novelli. Heads are bopping. Into it. I mean, I love it personally. This is my jam. So we have precedent in juke, footwork, electronic offshoots, nightcore, all of that. That leads us to today, where the popularity of sped up remixes has led to artists directly commissioning producers for said remixes. An article from Business Insider called it splintering, where multiple unofficial remixes of the same song take off simultaneously. It used to be done with club remixes, but now Johnny Cloherty, who is the CEO of the music marketing agency Songfluencer, said that often producers would be commissioned on the low to remix tracks, upload them organically, and make it seem like they're coming from nowhere, but it's a big industry plant type of release (laughs) where they seem organic, but they're actually coming from the inside. The sped up mixes are calling from inside the house. (laughs) And when you say that they are sped up remixes... Let's be real. I don't mean to doubt the fun that we have when we hear these things, but it's not really a remix because all you got to do is you drop this thing in your software, you stretch the audio region one way and ba-dung, remix. It's different than DJ Screw and Dub and Nightcore. They're not adding anything. Right. They're just changing the speed. Right, which makes it so fascinating because it has led to artists releasing official remixes of their songs on official streaming platforms. Demi Lovato has released a sped up remix of Cool for the Summer. summer. 
Thundercat has released both a Chop Not Slop remix of Them Changes as well as a Sped Up remix. Chop Not Slop? Did I hear that right? It is essentially the modern Chopped and Screwed done by DJ Candlestick and OG Ron C. Here's the original. Already slow. Here's the Chop Not Slop remix. And here is the officially remixed sped up version of Them Changes. Listening to a chopped and slopped and a sped up version of the song back to back makes me think about what these two approaches do to a song. Mm. And something that I notice is when I'm listening to the slowed down, chopped, not slopped version, I have this kind of dissociative experience. I kind of like lose sense of time. My mind starts to drift and I find myself just kind of like slowly bobbing my head. Whereas when I listen to the sped up version, my whole body's like, I'm like, feel my heart like starting to race a little bit. I guess what I'm saying is I've completely opposite psychosomatic responses. And I guess that's part of the appeal of a sped up remix. It impacts the body, right? Like a sped up remix is going to make you, for example, scroll faster, work faster, whatever, because mm. it's like a auditory Adderall kind of where, where it revs up your body, you know, and, and a slowed down remix, specifically a slowed and reverb mimics the feeling of of relaxation, kind of winding your body down, you know, like mm. lying down on your bed, staring at the ceiling type beat. <laughs> yeah. Shift in heartbeat almost. So would you say that the effect that these songs have on our body is part of the reason that people are making these remixes? So, you know, including that, there's a couple reasons as to the why, why people would do this, why these are popular. It kind of mimics the precedent of terrestrial radio, mm where radio at times speeds up songs. I turned on the radio the other day and I heard That's All by Genesis, but instead of the opening chords sounding like this, it sounded like this. It's subtle, but it's kind of like, hey, we need to get to our seven-minute commercial break a little bit faster and we could use those extra 15 seconds for a sponsor. Right. And if you do that multiple times in an hour, it gets in more commercials. You can play more songs. And in a little conspiracy theory brain, it makes them sound <laughs> fun and more brighter. So mm. in comparison on other stations, it's not as exciting. Right, because every radio station has its own compression algorithm. They're all treating the music just a little bit differently so right. that you sound the best. And I wonder if it even is related to the fact that it used to be very common for singles to have a radio cut, which would be shorter, again, better for radio play. But in the age of radio no longer being dominant, maybe not as many people are producing those radio ready, shorter songs. And so, yeah, just speed it up a little 5%. Yes, exactly. I did that in less than five minutes on GarageBand. I sped it up less than 10 BPM. 
and the song ended up being 30 seconds shorter. So that's exactly it, Charlie. It oh. kind of mimics the sort of prioritizing of three-minute pop songs in a traditional sense. Hmm. And extending to TikTok, these songs, these sped-up remixes, blow up on these platforms because they're ideally time frames of 15 seconds to a minute. Right. It exposes people to more of the songs and sort of feeds the rabid consumerism that's on the app, hmm. inviting users to participate. Because like I said, I made that Genesis sped up version <laughs> in less than five minutes. You know, it's extremely easy to make these, whether it's on Audacity, GarageBand, or even something like Logic. I feel like it's connected to the adage of don't bore us, get to the chorus, but it's more like don't bore us, play the chorus even faster so you can hear the entire chorus before the 15 second video is over. Yeah, that one doesn't have quite the same ring to it, Charlie, but, uh, <laughs> but I see where you're coming from. Sorry. And another element of why this sort of culture has moved from YouTube, like we previously talked about, to TikTok is that TikTok has a sort of relaxed copyright policy when it comes to remixes. Where Nightcore and other remixes get struck down often off of YouTube. Hmm. But on TikTok, user-generated content is designed to thrive. Where remixes can blow up and tie into the original in this sort of splintering like previously described. Which plays into your whole conspiratorial notion that many of these sped up and slow down remixes are industry plants because there already is a culture on TikTok of user-generatedness, of I did it on my own. And so right. in order to feel like you're playing to the algorithm and playing to the culture, you have to seem as organic as possible. And overall, it's making people more money. Steve Lacey is the king of TikTok lately. Bad Habit hit number one. We did an episode on it. But in an interview with The Guardian, he said about the Bad Habit sped up remix, the label asked me if I wanted to put out a sped up version of Bad Habit. I said, no, that sounds effing gross. But OK, <laughs> sure. I'm number two and I want to be number one. So go ahead. Oh, and it worked. Wow. <laughs> he did go number one. So these wow. are directly correlating to chart success. Yeah. And more streams. You know, if someone is going to do the user generated version, you better go and claim it and do it first because you want all of those streams, which add up to very small fractions of pennies, but more fractions of pennies if people are listening to the original, the slowdown, and the sped up. But you know who's really losing in this? Who? Remix DJs. Oh, absolutely. All the great producers that used to make the even more creative slowdown and sped up versions. I mean, right, totally. People are going to lose in this situation, but I guess there are reasons for these remixes to stick around. I mean, as a fan of Nightcore, I can totally see the appeal, right? It's fast, it's high-paced. In the case of Slowed and Reverb, it's calming. I'm not sure if there's extensive artistic merit, but it's something that seems mutually beneficial for the artist and the user. And in the age of TikTok and radical consumerism, I think that has to count for something. <laughs> well said. Thanks, Rihanna. At least I don't have to feel guilty about getting down to these sped up audios. Switched on Pop is produced by Rihanna Cruz, edited by Art Chung. This week, we're engineered by Bill Lance. Illustrations by Iris Gottlieb. Community management by Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Ashok Kerwa. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can find more episodes of Switched on Pop wherever you listen to podcasts and our website, www.switchedonpop.com. 
iris.com where we also now have some very pretty merch made by iris what are we talking we talking we got totes g-strings oh totes yeah great <laughs> mostly totes but mostly also totes. we got tees we got hoodies nice we got all the things you might want totes you can find us on twitter and instagram at switch on pop and what do you think about sped up remixes are you a fan are you not a fan what's your favorite We'll be back again on Tuesday. Nate's going to be talking SZA. It's going to be a lot of fun. And until then, thanks for thanks listening. Thanks for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. In the new docu-series Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.